You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com. Um, I am still alive. I have not melted under the heat, although it has not been helping. But yes, this is the first episode of the week, and I intend on unleashing the deluge of episodes that you have come to know me for on this podcast in recent weeks. Although, again, I am hoping to change that. Um, tonight, the Blue Jays are going to be playing the finale of their three-game series against Atlanta. Um, we're going to be going over the exploits in that series in another episode. But I did want to get you up to date on the roster moves that the Blue Jays have made and their repercussions for the rest of the season and what it means for the players involved. And let's start with the injury because... It is a shortened MLB season, so there's going to be an injury basically every week. And to the delight of my wallet, this week the injury roulette wheel landed on Derek Fisher. Congratulations, Derek Fisher. He had to uh, leave a game last week with a quad issue, and then he tried to pinch it on Tuesday, and that didn't work. So, Derek Fisher hits the IL. And it's very unfortunate timing for Derek Fisher, given he's in the definition of a show-me season, in which case he has to show that he's actually worth sticking around on this Blue Jays team. And aside from the, the preseason binge that he had against Boston... He hasn't really lived up to those expectations that the Blue Jays have had for him. He's he's three for 12 in the shortened season. So, I mean, it's not bad. It's definitely the best by season average he's been able to put up in such a short sample size. And, you know, he is showing a little bit of power. With the double and the triple amongst those three hits, he's almost hit for the cycle this season. Maybe he can come back and get the home run to complete it. But probably the biggest step forward he's made in this shortened season um, was with his batting eye. And we've seen this a lot with the Blue Jays. I I think the influence of Dante Bichette um, in the clubhouse has helped a lot because you're seeing some some better takes from Blue Jays batters. Randall Gritchuk's probably the poster child for this, but Derek Fisher wasn't too far behind. Five strikeouts in 15 plate appearances isn't great, but three walks isn't bad. It's a better ratio than he's had at any point during his major league career. So there were signs of sustained growth out of Derek Fisher, but the problem is he's not going to get the chance to prove it on the IL and that's what he has to do in order to keep a spot and especially since his main competition for the job 
is Teoscar Hernandez, and Teoscar is just having himself a nice start to the season with the home run barrage. Although, the 0 for 4 last night, not great. So, obviously it puts Fisher in a bit of a tough spot, but it does also open the door for the previously optioned Billy McKinney, who gets to come up in his place. Now, we knew McKinney was going to be a taxi squad player because he had options. Derek Fisher doesn't. Anthony Alford doesn't. So, it was always going to be likely that McKinney was going to serve in that reserve role. But McKinney's another guy who actually is in that show me season mold with Derek Fisher. Yes, McKinney does have the options, but with the the way the roster is going to crunch out, there aren't a lot of opportunities for McKinney to try and seize a roster spot from somewhere somewhere else. Um, it'll remain to be seen what he actually does in game action once he gets in there. He hasn't made an appearance yet, but... He did hit double digits home runs last season. He had 12 in 84 games, which isn't bad. 73 strikeouts in 276 plate appearances. That's bad. The on base of 274. That's bad. The OPS is 696, despite hitting 12 home runs. Very bad. So, McKinney is going to have to show the same kind of renewed patience at the plate if he wants to. To at least set a good impression in the Blue Jays brass's minds, otherwise he's going to be a very easy cut when it comes to. And you know, I I don't think a lot of Blue Jays fans are going to shed a tear when it comes to losing Billy McKinney. I mean, if I told you that three years in the future, Billy McKinney was going to have 112 RBIs in a season. Would you still be upset to lose Billy McKinney now? Probably not. Because, you know, again, he doesn't really show the consistency needed to actually get 112 RBIs. So you don't think it's actually going to happen. And, again, what he can do is currently not really feasible for the Blue Jays to have on their roster because they need the spots for other guys. They need the first base slot for Rowdy Telez and Vlad Guerrero Jr. They need the corner outfield slots for the Derek Fishers and in, in the Teoscar Hernandezes to be able to prove themselves. So McKinney seems to be a guy just kind of getting crunched, but we'll see what he can do with the opportunity now that Fishers hit the I.L., um, we'll talk about the two newest members of the Blue Jays taxi squad, but uh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's really hot. I'm, I'm like sitting myself in front of the fan right now. Nova Scotia is not supposed to be this hot. That is, that was not what I, I was promised when I came back here. So I don't know. It's it's just, it's difficult. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to do anything. But luckily, I, I don't have to go out of the apartment because there's Postmates. And Postmates is great for saving me the trouble of going out in this heat. Because 
I can get food delivered without leaving the apartment. I don't even have to open the door. They they started doing non-contact deliveries, so now they just drop it off um, in my apartment lobby. I can go down and get it without ever seeing the person. I can wash my hands. It's great. They, um, they have Postmates Pickup, which I can use to order takeout and and just get it to me like it's a great way to support those neighborhood restaurants that you know i've taken a couple hits on i've lost a couple of my spots so i want to make sure the rest of them do stay up and active and like postmates doesn't just deliver food they can pick up whatever you want from like convenience stores grocery stores whatever you need and they just drop it off outside your door so all you got to do is download Postmates on whatever system you use, find your favorites, get whatever you want delivered, and then for a limited time, you actually get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days by using the code Locked On. So again, use that code, get $100 of free delivery credit in your first week whenever you download that Postmates app. So anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. You are Locked On Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alright, so Derek Fisher was the wasn't the only person to leave the active Blue Jays roster in the past couple days. Um with the decision made by MLB to have that roster cut down from thirty to twenty-eight to twenty-six, um, there were gonna be a couple of spots that evaporated. Now they've made the decision to stick with 28 players for the rest of the season, which is great. Just not great for the two chosen to leave the squad for the time being. And the Blue Jays made that announcement earlier today uh, with Jacob Wagaspak and Santiago Espinal being chosen to join the taxi squad as opposed to the playing squad. Now, that, that means they're still with the team. They're not going to the alternate training site in Rochester, and that's going to be fine. There, You never know when you're going to need someone to come in. And, you know, it, it was the two most logical choices for the Blue Jays. Both still have options. So they're not going to be exposed to, to waivers like Brian Moran was. And just given given the way the rosters break down, it, it, was, it was a couple of easy choices. I mean, Espinal probably wouldn't have been on the opening roster if... Um, if Brandon Drury wasn't on the unfit to play list, which make it that whatever you will, but Espinal also showed enough talent on the field that he might have just signed Brandon Drury's uh, exit warrant out of Toronto. Espinal uh, has that has the ability to play second base, third base and shortstop, and in a pinch the outfield. I mean, you'd probably send Kevin Biggio out there first, but Espinal showed the same amount of versatility as Brandon Drury with a slightly more consistent bat. I mean, if Brandon Drury wants to keep batting under 100, that's a good way to hasten his departure from the Blue Jays squad and allow Espinal to claim that spot, which he will probably claim next year. Like at at this point, I'm not I'm not sure if Brandon Drury gets tendered. I really don't think he does. But 
that's besides the point. Espinal showed he has more speed to offer than Drury, which if Anthony Alford is on his last legs with the organization, then that's another attractive thing that he brings to the table. So it's definitely not the last we've seen of Santiago Espinal. Probably won't be the last we've seen of him in a Blue Jays jersey this season. And I can almost guarantee you he will be with the big club next year because he showed it off. Um, Charlie Montoya likes him. So get get used to him. Get used to pronouncing that name. He's going to be here for a while. The, the benefits of trading World Series MVP Steve Pierce to Boston to get him. And then Jacob Waggis back. It wasn't really surprising given the struggles he had on Tuesday night against Atlanta. Um, it was always going to be a a struggle amongst some of those young pitchers to keep their spots. And with like Ryan Barucki proving that he can excel in the relief role and Anthony Kay providing length out of the bullpen, it was really going to be down to Wackersback and Thomas Hatch to determine who had to join the taxi squad. And Hatch has been consistently better than Wackersback. Um, Wags has shown flashes of brilliance in his MLB career, but the Louisiana native just hasn't been consistent with it. And again, that Tuesday night appearance pretty much sealed it. I know Hatch gave up the home run to Adam Duvall last night, but he he seems to have the makeup of a relief pitcher at this point more down pat than Wags Pack, which is a little weird to say given Wags Pack was ticketed for that swing role since like March. But you you got to go with the hot hand, especially if you can if you know you've already burned option years and you can just kind of play with them. Thomas Hatch is pitching better right now, so he deserved to stay on the roster. And I'm again, I'm sure it won't be the last we've seen of Jacob Waggis back in a Blue Jays jersey this year, because you can play around and and swap people off the taxi squad and just try and keep some arms fresh, even if they do have to stay on there for like uh, 15 days. But there are also going to be injuries. There are also going to be guys who who just, you know, have something pop. So Wagaspak will be the next guy up. I I can't see Sam Gavilio working his way out of timeout anytime soon. So I would have to think that Wagaspak would be the next guy up when it comes to that. So, again... It's a it's a temporary farewell for both Espinal and Wagaspack off the active roster, but again, very certain that they will be back at some point during the season because that's just how it's breaking down. I mean, like I said, Billy McKinney's back on the active roster. Um, Jonathan Davis just got uh, activated and sent to the alternate training site. Might see him at some point, so... It's a very fluid situation that the Blue Jays have going for them. And if you want to stay on top of that situation, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. However you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. All episodes are posted through that account and you can follow me on twitter at a underscore j underscore andrews the underscores are there because twitter is dumb much like my computer which 
It's another reason why the first episode of the week is coming out on Thursday, because technology is rebelling against me in ways that I am not happy with. 2020's already been a a crazy, messed up year. We don't need the rise of the machines to come as well and just completely throw it off. So, I don't know. Y'all don't y'all aren't here to to listen to my struggles. Y'all are here for the Blue Jays talk and you got that and I hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back later today with another episode for y'all. So, until then, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at chaserunacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.